Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. Whether you've been listening for a long time or you're brand new, we appreciate you. Thanks for checking out this podcast episode, Advice to Junior High Coaches. And this is going to be really beneficial in many ways for varsity and junior high coaches alike. The guest is a special person. It's my dad. He's got 20 plus years of coaching experience, uh, coaching boys, coaching girls, coaching high school basketball, primarily at the junior high level. And he talks a little bit about what his practices look like, some of the things that he goes through. And when you're coaching junior high ball with uh, maybe more players that are going to play a shorter season, the communication with the parents, he touches on a lot of things that offer some great insight and advice, whether you're a junior high coach or you're a varsity coach trying to help out your junior high program. Now, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about Todd because I, I touch on that a little bit as you hear some of the audio in this this interview. Now, what you're actually listening to is not a podcast interview. It's about a half hour of one of our Coaches Edge members only meetings. Again, we have two to three monthly meetings with all of our Coaches Edge members. And sometimes we bring in guest speakers and break down a specific discussion. And this was one of them. So I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that or intro and talk because I do that at the beginning of the audio piece that you're about to hear. The last thing before you get to it is I want you to ask yourself, what do your practices look like? What do your practices look like? We spend more time with our team in practice than we do in games. So are there ways that we can get more out of our practices, that we can be more efficient with it, that we can get uh, have more purpose with the drills that we're using? And if that's the case, I encourage you to check out our practice plan package with the Coach's Edge. Now, this is something that all of our Coach's Edge members get access to already. But if you're not a Coach's Edge member and you're trying to figure out, okay, what are some of the drills that we should use? What are some of the progressions and layers that we should have in our practices? How, we, how do we break down the teaching, the training, and the competing components of our practices? What do those things look like? We got an hour plus of video presentation breakdowns, broke it down to three different videos. We give you access to some of our printable PDFs and Excel docs that can help you create your own practice plans, help you a little bit smoother and easier to organize. So if you're interested in that, you can hit the link in the description below. Thank you again for listening. We wish you the very best of luck uh, as we head into the month of December, this basketball season. If there's anything I can do for you, please let me know, reach out, contact at KramerBasketball.com on Twitter, it's Steve21Kramer. It's my personal Twitter account. And at Coaches Edge one on Twitter is the Coaches Edge account. You can hit me up on either one of those. Thank you to my dad, to Todd Kramer, for joining the podcast and speaking to our Coaches Edge members. Let's get to it. Hey, coaches, thanks for jumping into to our meeting. Um, the the man here is, is my father, uh, Todd Kramer, and I'm excited for him to share with you guys uh, a little bit of his his passion for for coaching and um, decades of coaching experience at various levels. He can tell you a little bit more about that as we get into it. Um, I wanted to get into a, a couple housekeeping things um, before we get into our interview with him. Um, if you as you look at my screen share. Real quick, there's a few things I think that you should give a look at if you haven't already. Um, if you go under program development, 
check out part two, Coach Troshak on practice planning. We've been talking about that a lot, and we're going to continue to talk about that a lot. So if you haven't had a chance to check out that video, I encourage you to do so. Obviously, I'd watch part one on practice planning first. This is really good stuff. Um, another thing that we just added is if you go to the practice plan uh, template, it's a Excel doc. You can hit that, and it will download uh, 40 practice plans on your computer and you, you can type them all in and be uh, just a very simple, easy way uh, for you to get an idea of, you know, starting plan ahead. What are some practices you can look like? And you guys should be able to see uh, this doc on my screen right here. Um, but some of the things, I mean, this is the basic PDF version, but as you look at the bottom of my screen, three, four, I mean, it goes all the way to 40. So easy for you to put in the date, take some notes, you know, as we talk about POE, the point of emphasis with basketball, point of emphasis with culture, what's the drill we're, we're going to do, start time, end time. And, you, you know, you can get as specific or as detailed as you as you like. And, you know, realistically, it's probably a little two page uh, practice plan um, that can be helpful for you um, right there. So that's on the the site as, as well. Um, but those are the two two main things that I wanted to, to share. And then as we get into and as far as our upcoming meetings go, we're going to front load the month of December. Um, so it'll be like Sunday coaches edge meeting. The next week will be office hours. And then like the next Sunday will be another coaches edge meeting. And then we'll kind of take a little break um, over the, over the holiday time. So that's a couple things that I wanted to let you know and be on the lookout um, for some more uploads coming uh, over the next week. Now um, getting into our topic of discussion today, I'll talk a little bit about my dad and, um, you know, he can break down some of his coaching experience, but I mean, from being assistant at the varsity level to coaching youth basketball, junior high basketball for probably 25 years, give or take being involved in some way, way, shape or form. Um, and a, a lot of that being at the, at the junior high level, um, but knows what it's like to be a varsity coach. I mean, he's coached, you know, varsity track for, uh, I don't know how many years he, he can uh, share with that um, as well. And when I think of all the great coaches that I've had the chance to learn from over my life, I mean, I think of like Mark Gainforth, I think of Glenn Van Weeren in college, I think uh, Dave Boyce in Ohio, like I could go on, Nana Jasopovich from Croatia, like all of these coaches that I've learned from. Um, but when you get the chance to kind of hear me speak and kind of see some of my body language and the vibe that I try to give in the, in the gym. Um, I mean, I get more of that from my dad than anybody else and just kind of see the way he coaches, he operates the, the way that he uh, works with people. Um, and so, and so I try to embody a lot of those same characteristics um, as a coach and, and for, for anybody that's listening now or, or listen later with him being my, my dad and being a, a player that went on to play at the college and, pro level, I, I did want to, it'd be wrong if I didn't add this. He never pushed me to play. He always encouraged me to play, but he never pushed me to, to play. So um, for those out there that are, they're listening and, and our parents, or maybe, you know, you're both a parent and a coach, I want you to chew on, chew on that. Um, it's a little bit of that nature versus nurture type piece where, um, he encouraged me to play. He was there to, to help me improve my game and taught me a ton. Um, but when it came to competing and putting in extra time and there was nobody saying, hey, did you practice today? 
it was just, I decided to, to do that. I wanted to be serious about, about the game. And so as a parent, if you feel like you got to push, 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 ask yourself, is it your dream or is it your kid's dream? Do, do, does your kid want to be great or do you want them to be great? And uh, I think there's really only one way to foster a good relationship with, with your child and for them to also be the best that they can be is you can't want it for them. They got to want it for themselves. Um, so that's a, that's a little bit of talking about my dad and the impact that, that he's had on me. Um, so to think about those kind of three, three things, um, you know, he can break down his experience for a little bit. Um, I try to get a lot of my coaching style from, from him. And then as a, as a parent, who's also a basketball coach, just kind of think about, you know, what role you might be able to play uh, in young people's life as far as being able to teach them, but also pursue them. I knew uh, growing up that I was going to always have him to ask questions to. I knew we were going to have Sunday lunch after church and we were going to talk about the game that was on Friday night and we were going to break it down. I knew when I was in college or playing overseas, I could give him a phone call and we could break down, down the game. Um, but also being able to sit back and say, there's a lot of other people that, that I also uh, wanted to, to learn from for him being understanding and cool for that and never pushing too much. When I wanted to hear some advice, he would give it. When you can get that sense of like my son or my daughter, whoever that is, like they're not in the mood, he didn't push it on. And uh, so that's something that I appreciate um, from, from him as far as being able to kind of make that, that reading decision. Uh, Cause that can be a difficult situation to be in sometimes when you're really invested in coaching and you're also really invested in wanting your kid to be successful at whatever it is that, that they love to do. So um, that's enough on my little, little tangent right there. I'm excited to, get into it. Um, but Todd, thanks for being on the, on the show. And is there anything that you want to share as far as kind of introduction to yourself before we get into it? Uh, no, I didn't realize I didn't push that much. Thanks. Thanks for that. That's, that's good to know. Cause I remember that, uh, you guys can ask them about this when you see them, there was one year, uh, they lost to our rival the game before Christmas break. Steven played not great. And so he got to have about two and a half weeks of constant discussion before the next ball game. That had to be the longest Christmas break uh, of your life as we dissected that game. Uh, the sweet part was uh, he took it in stride. And later on in the year when they uh, played that uh, rival, um, he pretty much did whatever he wanted against those guys. And, and so that was a lot of fun. But um, no, I mean, you covered it pretty good. Coached at various levels have not. Um, worn the head varsity coach uh, mantle, uh, except for a little stint with varsity girls back in the early 90s. So um, I feel for the pressure that you guys are under to, you know, uh, work with kids, work with administration, uh, work with parents, work with your communities, uh, to want to build a program, to build a culture. And that's a lot. And maybe some of you guys have to fundraise uh, in the midst of, uh, trying to do all those things. So uh, I understand a little bit of the hat that you've worn or that you wear, but I haven't had to wear that hat a lot, but I spent a lot of time at the lower levels. And what I love about basketball is that <clears throat> compared to any other sport, I really feel like basketball is an excellent representation of what life is like. Things are going to change at a moment's notice. One minute, 
things are going great. You're running your stuff. Uh, it's you're you're dictating, and the next minute uh, there's a turnover, and you're headed the other direction, and you've got to play defense, and you've got to coordinate, and you've got to communicate. So what I love about basketball is I feel like it teaches some excellent uh, life lessons, especially with the young people that I get to deal with uh, as a middle school coach primarily, um, because life is not like volleyball where you bump, set, spike, and then you do your fancy cheer and dance and, and then they go all over again. Or it's not football, which I played and loved to play, where you, know, you run your play and then you get to huddle up and, and gather. Basketball is on the move. Um, the, you don't have enough timeouts to be able to think about everything that happens. So that's why I feel like uh, coaching basketball um, really for you guys is an excellent way to impact uh, young men and young women and prepare them for things that are much more important than the sport, obviously, that we love and that we're spending time um, and we're devoted to. Um, so basketball, I love it. It's preparation for life. Um, I feel that it's really fun. Um, to play ball. It's really fun to teach fundamentals. It's really fun to put kids in situations to learn. Um, again, life lessons. And so anytime I'm in the gym, I tell the kids any day you're in the gym is a good day because someday you're going to have a job and you're going to have a boss and you're going to have this and you're going to have that. And so enjoy what we're doing today, uh, even though it might involve working on something you're not good at, uh, or it might involve, hey, you know what, we're going to run, we're going to do some conditioning. Um, and, you know, um, but that's life. So um, anyway, um, I focused a lot in my, I got a spider here. Um, sorry about that. Um, so I always feel that basketball, um, again, a lot of life lessons, and I would focus a lot on, of course, fundamentals, uh, basic sets, you know, what are you running offensively, defensively. Uh, for the kids to leave as an eighth grader uh, with me, I want them to be able to you know, have basic fundamentals, shooting, ball handling, passing, screening, you know, running plays, running sets. Um, love to coach man-to-man -man defense. Really played that primarily unless the varsity coach told me differently uh, because I feel that if you've got man-to-man -man down, um, you can adjust and, and do uh, anything else. Um, so a lot of work on man-to-man, -man, um, a lot of work on, unfortunately, at at the school that I coach at, basketball is the third sport after softball and volleyball. So it's the sport that the kids spent the least amount of time working on. So you guys may be in different situations where uh, maybe basketball is your primary sport. On the boys' side, uh, basketball um, is probably a primary sport, uh, but our youth programming has kind of dwindled uh, in, in recent years. And so it's having some effect on our, on our high school athletes. Um, so I would always ask uh, when I coached, I'd approach the varsity coach and say, what do you want? And so I had a couple mandates uh, that I had to follow each year. One was it's middle school basketball in the thumb of Michigan, every kid's gonna play. And so every kid played. And so I had some perfect seasons. I had some seasons where you know, we won every game and I had a perfect season where we lost every game. But every kid played, uh, every kid played in the first half um, compared to some other teams uh, we played that I was a little frustrated with, you know, everybody played on their team, but uh, that kid played 52 seconds and all of my kids played at least uh, five minutes. And so that cost us a few games and some of those girls never went on 
Uh, some of those boys never went on to play high school basketball, but uh, we got to share that experience uh, together for them to feel what it's like to put the work in and to get out on the floor and have to demonstrate that in front of their parents, in front of their families, in front of fans. Um, so maybe some good life lessons there uh, for them. Um, and then the thing that I always um, enjoyed was taking a look at not just each team, but also each kid and being able to say, okay, here's where you started uh, in October or where you started in January. Here's where you're at at two weeks, at a month. Do you know that now you're going left? You didn't even think about going left before. Um, or especially in our girls program where it is the third sport, um, just all those measurements of individual improvement. You can shoot free throws now um, with confidence. Um, you can handle the ball with both hands. Um, you can you know, be a point guard and run the floor. By the way, I got to give a shout out to Coach Morton. Um, I had the privilege, and I mean the absolute privilege of coaching his daughter in middle school. And you don't probably know anybody else that I coach, but by far my favorite kid to coach. Uh, she reminded me of myself in the gym and of course, of course like her dad, because I played against him in men's league and he kicked my butt. Um, she was hungry. Uh, she came in every day and wanted to get after it. And so uh, it was a lot of fun. But um, just trying to find out what does the varsity want? Some years the varsity wanted to press, some years the varsity wanted just man to man um, and, and certain things. We tried to implement that and tried to follow it and um, <clears throat> tried to figure out where we could improve. And then uh, also um, something that I did coaching, I said that every kid played, but I also told the parents that every team wants to win. And so what we'll do is everybody plays evenly through three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, we're gonna play to win. And I tell you what, if your uh, young lady is the eighth person on the team, she's gonna be just as excited that she didn't have to go in in that fourth quarter in a two point ball game and, and the team won and she's in the locker room as fired up as the seven kids that might've played the whole fourth quarter. And I've had to have that conversation with parent and say, is it fair to your daughter for me to put her out there? She hasn't played maybe just since the season started. Is it fair for me to put her out there against the full court press when she can't pass and she can't dribble yet? But I'm happy to put her in for second and, and third quarter. And of course, if the game's out of reach, we get back to our rotations and uh, everybody, everybody plays. So um, I would add um, parent communication uh, as a middle school coach in particular, really, really important. Make sure the parents understand why you're doing what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish, um, how they can uh, get in touch with you. Um, you know, what the expectations are for practice. <clears throat> and then the other thing I want to know from the parents is, I don't want to be the last one to know that your kid's not showing up to practice. So I don't want their teammates uh, coming into the gym and my starting center's got an orthodontist appointment and I'm, I just found out about it because we could have worked on enough stuff the day before that we would it'd be okay for her to miss that, that practice. Um, so anyway, Stephen, I don't know if that's exactly what you guys are looking for, but that's just uh, kind of some mindset of how I handle coaching uh, middle school uh, basketball. I mean, you touched on a lot of good things right there that I'm sure our coaches can dig into as well. But, you know, what are the expectations? You know, why are we doing certain things? And then the, the what of 
what we're trying to do over the course of really a, a short season. Um, how do you go about that? I mean, junior high basketball in the state of Michigan and in the majority of the states around the country, it's a short condensed season. So how do you decide what you're really going to emphasize when you know you have maybe more kids on a team than you might have at the varsity level and they're a lot more raw than they would normally be by the time they're up at the varsity team playing? Yeah, well, what you do is you steal uh, from Steven uh, all those combo fundamental uh, drills that you can do in the beginning of your practice. So stuff that gets them in condition, but they think they're working on their ball handling. I think they're working on their practicing or, uh, you know, their passing and, you know, shooting and, and those kind of things. So really trying to figure out how can you cover multiple fundamentals in as quick of a time period, you know, as possible. Um, and then again, depending on if I had a mandate from the, um, from the varsity coach, you know, maybe some teams that they are a two, three team. I personally didn't play a lot of that, but, you know, sometimes that just was the best, the best thing to do, especially if you have some really slow uh, big kids, you know, on your squad. Um, so yeah, first part of practice, practice was about, oh, maybe an hour and 45 minutes uh, was kind of the time frame that we would get uh, in the gym. And so spend time on the fundamental slash conditioning type things, uh, learning how to shoot layups, uh, emphasizing a lot for girls two foot jump stops so they could not clang that thing off the backboard. Um, then stopping and, and, and trying to work on 15 foot shots. I really never had uh, much emphasis on three pointers. Um, I had some kids that would shoot them and I, I let them shoot them, but that really wasn't something that we dialed up and really made part of, of an emphasis for us. It was more of, you know, um, you know, how can we get the best, you know, shot possible? Um, if you were fortunate and you had a, a, a good athlete at point guard, it just made everything else so much easier. So my hardest coaching seasons, you know, were with poor ball handlers, kids that were you know, great kids, maybe good shooters, but, you know, um, they, they couldn't make the, the defense pay for, for coming out at them. And, and so that's where, you know, you got to be a little creative on, you know, how your kids cut and move. Um, so spend roughly half the practice working on some fundamentals and conditioning. And then I felt um, not as much for the boys, but definitely for the girls was really having to break down all your five on five stuff. So my advice would be is depending on what you're playing, um, if you're playing uh, teams that are out to just turn you over, um, you need to spend a lot of time on your press breaker. You need to spend a lot of time going against half-court traps uh, with, the, with the ladies especially because uh, some of the guys are athletic enough that they can make you pay uh, just by coming out uh, at them too aggressively. So, um, yeah, first half of the practice, you know, fundamentals, uh, some conditioning. Second half of the practice, you know, what do we want to run? And just going through all those routines, you know, sideline out of bounds, baseline out of bounds, you name it. As a varsity coach and you have your, your junior high basketball coaches within your program, what are some of the best ways that they can get the most out of their, not just their junior high team, but those coaches themselves throughout the season or the year? Uh, I think uh, what I would, love is for the varsity coach to come and meet uh, with me 
um, and you know whoever else is involved at the junior high or lower level and just everybody get together and be like hey you know here's here's where I'm going as, as the head coach because I told um, all the kids I coach my goal is that you can make the JV team next year we didn't have a lot of freshman programs in the times that I coach so it's hey I want to make you a JV player now some of the kids obviously were good enough to to go to varsity uh, as freshmen on occasion but I would love to see the varsity coach kind of come give me your vision you know, what do you want to accomplish what are you trying to do if there's any way that I can help prepare some kids so that by the time you have them, you're not having to explain this and you can go that much deeper on how you run your zone, or how you run your offensive sets. Uh, to me, that's a, that's a real benefit. Um, <clears throat> and then the other thing is I'd love for the varsity coach to show up to a practice and meet the kids and just talk a little bit about, hey, you know, glad to see you guys in the gym, glad to see you grinding, you know, would love to see you on the varsity floor, you know, someday, just kind of share some of that passion uh, that you have, doesn't have to be a lot, you know, just could be a quick five, 10 minutes, you know, every once in a while, show up to a game, and uh, share with the, with the junior high coach, <clears throat> some things that you're seeing, because even though you coach for 10, 20 years, uh, you can get your own little version of tunnel vision and another set of eyes is really, really helpful. Uh, so a varsity coach offering some feedback uh, is really great. And then if there's any way to incorporate your players, you know, those kids are going to your varsity games <clears throat> wanting to be those kids, you know, so if you were to have your, your varsity players come down and maybe demonstrate a drill, uh, talk to them, uh, you know, meet with them, um, because uh, like I said, you know, those kids want to be uh, on the varsity, you know, they, they want to do that. So it might help uh, ignite some passion, uh, help them get a little vision, uh, and help them feel like they're part of, you know, working towards something that could be uh, really cool. You know, I only coached eighth grade basketball for one year, but Coach Gainforth, there was at least one game every year where he would take the varsity guys and they would either get out of practice early or whatever the schedule was. And they would come and watch the junior high and they would sit on the opposite side of the gym where there actually wasn't any bleachers. And so I remember coaching and looking at our eighth grade team when they see the varsity team walk in on the other side of the gym, all sit down, park themselves and start watching the game. And you want to see kids like gassed up and excited to play when the varsity coach and the varsity team comes up. I mean, they were already burning rubber. They were flying around the court um, just because they were so, they were so excited. And um, it's just a little things like that. I think that can go a really long way with getting that excitement around your program, whether you're a, a strong powerhouse, traditionally winning program, or if you want to build something, you, you need a, you need a restart and you can do those small things to really start uh, build some positivity uh, um, and culture among your, your program. I think that's, that's really big. Um, I'm going to stop recording here. And for our last half hour of our meeting, I'm going to open this up to our coaches edge members and you can kind of pick Todd's brain on different subjects, ask him about some of his experiences and maybe something that you're going through and uh, gets any of his recommendations.
Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you to my dad, Todd, for joining the Coach's Edge and speaking to some of our members. Uh, it was awesome to have him uh, join in one of our meetings. If you're interested about anything that we talked about, please hit me up. If you want to learn more about anything we talked about, hit me up. Contact at KramerBasketball.com. I have Twitter links, contact links, social media wise are below in the description. If you're interested in our practice plan package, I think can help any coach, whether you're a junior high coach, a high school coach, an assistant coach, you've been coaching for a long time or not. There's something in there that can spark some, some interest and some new ideas on how you run your practices. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get better together. You can check that out in the link in the description below. Thank you again for listening. And as always, get after today.